Do you believe our God is just that type of God? He specializes with impossible situations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Tracy, uh, for, uh, or maybe I should be saying, thank you, Sister Willis. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all goes along with the sermon today. Amen. We are continuing in our series. I really am trying to wrap it up. I really am. But every time I think I'm coming to the end, God keeps showing me, no, no, you, you need to go deeper. You need to go deeper. You need to go deeper. So we are going to be obedient to the Spirit of the Lord that guides us in what we need to do. Amen. Finding ourselves in Christ. You are Christ's work of art for his glory. And out of that, I, I, have a, I have a statement, a thought. The battle is over the territory of our souls and minds. <laughs> Even as a Christian, he is still, can't stop your salvation. But he can impede us from becoming what God has already ordained for us to be. We each play a part in allowing God to do what he want to do so we can be what we've been called to be. But you got to win the battle in your. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can dig into this. Let's go into our scripture, Ephesians chapter 210. It says, we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, our masterpiece, a work of art created past tense in Christ Jesus, we've been reborn from above. We have already been spiritually transformed. We renew, ready to be used for the good works which God prepared for us beforehand. We are taking paths which he set so that we will walk in them, living what God says is the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, my victory has already been won. Father, even now, move Tracy out the way and let there be a manifestation of your glory. Lord, help me to make clear what you are saying to us 
your children. Even now, Lord, even now, Lord, even now. We are much like the children of Israel that, that God says in Hebrews chapter 4. He says, before the foundation of the world, the blessing that I had for them in the promised land was already set. <laughs> Matter of fact, he says to us, he says, your victory was won before the foundation because I started at the end and went to the beginning. The, the thing that we bring to the table is our faith. It's our faith. He says in Hebrew chapter 4, he said, I had rest for you. I had land that had fruit with the grapes. Two guys had to hold a cluster on a beam. They were so heavy. I had houses that was already made, and all you had to do was step in it. He said the land was fertile. The blessing was ready, and all you had to do is trust me at my word. My brothers and sisters, I place Joshua and the book of Ephesians together because the book of Ephesians tells us who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and we attain it by faith. The problem with that is we got background stuff that gets in the way. Satan, from the time we was born, through 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 wrenches in our way. We've been wounded because we're living in a fallen world. We got the devil that's speaking negativity in our ears. And then we got folks who don't want you to do no better because they're not going to do no better. We got situations that makes us doubt God at his word. And many Christians become stuck. I got a question. What's on your mind? Oh, anybody, you know, the devil can come in here and fake worship. Don't ever think that just because a person coming to church, they're here for the right reason. So sometimes we come to church and, and we, can't, we can't even talk about or say the last thing the preacher said. We, we don't know. <laughs> because we're not coming for the right reason. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, the word of God will challenge your thinking. It will challenge your opinion. Matter of fact, the word of God will challenge your attitude. Matter of fact, we ought to walk out of here, including me, cut up. Because the word of God is pushing us and calling us to a higher level of becoming more like Christ. God, God had, here he had prepared all this for the first generation of Israel out of Egypt, 
And that first generation missed out on their blessing because they could not trust God at his word. Still as children, still with them, but they never, they never embarked on what God had for them. So they spent their time walking around a mountain in the desert. And though God provided, God had much more in mind. But I, I got a question for you. Are we missing out because of us? Isn't it that God came and show us what he really has for us, through, through us and with us, because we're stuck on us? <laughs> There's a part you and I play in this shaping and molding of becoming what Christ has called us to be. And, and if I can be honest with you, what God is calling you to be is more like Christ. We are the, the, the reflection, the light of Christ is in us, but if we allow the darkness of our fallenness to, to get in the way, then our light is not shining. We're bipolar. <laughs> not, we're bipolar in a spiritual sense. There's, a, there's the new born again us that is created after Christ Jesus according to Ephesians chapter 4, 24. But, but, then, but then there's the old us that has been raised in this world system who still want to operate that operates the opposite of God and instead of walking in the light of who God is, many times, listen, as Christians, we still walk in the darkness of the old self. Hold on, hold on. I, I got a kicker for you. And like it. Oh, arrogant about it. And don't realize that what God has for us, well, we're eating onions, is much better than what we think we're eating. The stories of the Bible are written for us to see ourselves. Many times we say, look at them, they all messed up. And we, we don't know that we talked about. In a lot of ways, I'm beginning to understand why we got to go through some of the things we go through. God has shown me even that God said, everything, Tracy, I have taken you through, I needed to take you through to get you where you are because you would not have came any other way. I said, say what? <laughs> I said, Lord, 
I don't believe I was that stubborn. But then he took me down memory lane. <laughs> and, and can I be honest with you? I got to shake my head at myself because I did not realize. I'm glad I got one witness back and back. I'm glad I'm glad one person. See, because we compare ourselves to one another, but that is not who you compare yourself to. It's you compare yourself in the light of Christ and say, he is, he is the mirror. He is the one. He is the one who, who shows me me in light of him because he's trying to mold us to be like him. You have a divine See within you. You you have his righteousness. You have his holiness. How, how we get so messed up? You know, we, we let all the people who, who gets nasty and all of that, and we and we make that that that's normal. Not for a Christian. You're not supposed to get nasty you the older you get. You was nasty before you got old. That's the problem. You now think that now that you old, you, you, you now can just do it and people won't slap you. Well, these young people may just. Wine grows sweeter with age. Better with age. The older we grow, the more we ought to recognize how good he's been. Oh, 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 the older we grow, we ought to recognize he's been merciful, he's been gracious. How in the world can I act anyway when God's been this good? We are his witnesses. He's not just trying to mold you so you can brag about you. In fact, your eyes should not be on you. God has made you to be a blessing, but he can't pour into us when we stuck. One of the greatest things that is needed for the church as a whole, the church as, as a whole, though, I mean the whole body of Christ, is that we got to learn to let go. Somebody said, well, you don't know what happened to me. Well, you don't know what happened to me. Guess what? Everybody got a story. Everybody in here got a story. So, some of them are stuck on somebody done me wrong song. Well, all of us can sing that, but in spite of Satan's worse, God will lift you and use you as a testimony of his goodness if you just let go and let God.
Bible are full of people of, of that, that in their first state, you would not have even befriended. And God said, perfect. Perfect. There, there's, there's people in the Bible that, well, Paul, for example, he was murdering Christians. He said, I'm the least. Why? He's talking about his past. A murderer. Throw them in jail. And yet he now becomes the champion of the church because he gave it over to God. I got a question. Can God use you? I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because if your talk don't match your walk, don't count that. Don't count that. If your attitude don't match your talk, don't count that. What God wants is, do they see Christ in you? Because that is what he's trying to form in us. First Peter chapter 1, beginning verse 6, and he's he talking about trouble. He's talking about going through the fire. He's talking about, he says, he says, what I have to do is stretch you in your faith. So your particular trouble is meant for you. He says, I know where to put my finger. So I sing you through exactly what you need to go through to bring you to the place where you let go of you and let God do what he needs to do with you. If Jesus had a Gethsemane, which is the crushing of the olive tree, guess what? You and I got a crushing place too. My, my question to us is, are you allowing God to crush you so he can use you? Are you holding on to what God is trying to make us let go of? This is a process. This is, this is a walk. He says in 1 Peter, he says, Praise be to God, the Father, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given unto us a new birth and a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that will never perish, spoil your faith. He said, why are you holding on to the world when what I got for you is much better? He said, the things I got for you is beyond anything this world got to hold on to. So, so let me ask you a question. Who got your mind? Is the devil speaking more to you than, than God is? Is our thinking more in darkness than in light? You know, sometimes we got to challenge ourselves and want to do better. Your transformation begins that you want God to transform you. You want to let go. You see that you're not where you want to be. 
Because God has shown you something. You, you ought to have a vision of yourself. You have a vision that is beyond where you are right now, and you see where God is taking you, and you've been looking long enough and strong enough, you're saying, I want that. Hallelujah. It is, it is 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that says, the spirit of the Lord is liberty, it's, it's emancipation. It is setting you free. And now that the blindfold been moved off of you, God's going to show you more and more and more. But, but you know what? I, I realize that if we're not looking his way, and we're not intentional about, Lord, when I read the word, show me me. Lord, I see that I'm not what you said. Lord, change me. Lord, mold me. Lord, shape me. Lord, I surrender. You know. He says, he goes on to say, he says, this inheritance kept in heaven for you, though through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of your salvation, I mean the whole thing being revealed. All this, although you are greatly rejoiced, though for a little while, you have to go through some suffering. Hold on. Nobody told me this was in my Christianity. Oh, yes, he did. Jesus said it. He says, he says, come and follow, pick up your cross. And they knew it was an instrument of death. But they were so captivated by him, by his love, by his care, that they said, where he goes, I'm going. We ought to get to the place where Christ is shining so through us that folks want to know why we the way we are. The church ought to be contrary to the world. The way we love, the way we care, the way we even will put up with long suffering from folks who has no business, but God says don't say nothing. The, the, the more the world gets more evil, the more mercy and kindness ought to be in us. I never see Jesus get offended when he should be offended. But he knows who he is in his father so you can't offend him. When you are secure, in who you are, when you know he loves you, when you know he got your back, when you know you're covered, when you know you got purpose, when you are secure because you hear the voice of your father, you are not easily offended by nobody. I 
to get to the place that you don't care with folks that don't know you what they think about you. You don't know me anyway. Especially in the age where social media, we, we get disappointed if somebody don't like our posting. Really? Where, where are we looking? What, what has our thinking? Who are we holding on to? He says that the testing of your faith in 1 Peter verse 6, he said, is more pressing. He said, he said I, I have to test your faith for your sake. If you're going to see me more, if you're going to grow in me more, if you're going to experience me, I, I have to put you in the fire. You know, I hear, well, well while the suffering. You know what? After a while, you begin to realize that if I had not been through what I'd gone through, I wouldn't know him the way I know him. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's not that I know him all that well, but, but I wouldn't even know him this much if I had not been to the place where all you have is him. When God gets you in a place where all you got, I mean, you go in your pocket and your pocket is empty. I mean, you go get your best stuff and your best stuff ain't working. I mean, it's when, it's when you go and say, well, let me see what I got, and you don't got nothing, and nobody else got nothing for you. And the friends you thought was your friends is not your friend. And God step in. I got you. I got your back. See, there's somebody that's in need of a miracle, and you're going to all the wrong places. And I say to you today, look up. Look up, look up. God wants to be the source that nobody can see so they can't figure out why you haven't lost your mind. God, God, God wants to be everybody waiting on you to drop. to throw in the towel, to give up, and you just keep on. And after a while, they begin to say, what is it about? I thought they was faking. I, I thought that they was kidding, but there's something. Why are they still smiling? I know what they're going through. And they still come in a blessing. I want to know, can God put you in a bad place and you still got the joy of the Lord? Is the joy of the Lord your strength when you don't have nothing else? There's something on the inside that God will bubble up on the outside. Show me that picture. I got a picture.
That is a faucet with water pouring out of it. And the faucet is suspended in midair. Next picture. In the first picture, I tried to use my engineering skills to figure out how they did it. And I did. What it is, the fountain is pushing water up, and it looks like it's coming down. But with God, where's nothing is impossible. He says to the woman at the well, he says, I got water that you never thirst again. It will well up from the inside and pour into all the areas of your life into eternal life. Tell somebody, I got power. I got joy. I got peace. And the source of my everything is Jesus. So I'm not dependent on you. I'm dependent on him. Because I got an endless source. Listen, listen to Jesus in John chapter 7. He said, if any man will come on to me and believe on me, as the scripture says, he said, there will be rivers of water flowing up in your life right when you need it. Hey, is anybody here thought that they were going down for the third time, but God showed up? Is there anybody in here thought that you couldn't make it with what you was going through, but the peace of God, the provision of God, the hand of God, the strength of God showed up right in the nick of time. Is there anybody in here know that our God is real and he's an on-time God? I tell people this. Maybe your witness need to be updated. If you're still talking about what happened, 50 years ago. <laughs> and you're still talking about what happened 20 years ago. There's a demon on that line somewhere. Because whether you know it or not, you need him right now, right this very hour. You need him for your everything. You ain't keeping you. God is keeping you. That's why you ought to wake up with praise on your mind because God woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He started you for a day for you to praise him. He's on everything. In the midst of everything. I, 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 if you really want to make the devil mad, let him throw his best punch and keep on praising. 
Keep on praising God. My brother and sister, I got an illustration that I want to give to us. I thought about this illustration. I said, perfect for where we're going to go. Is Mark chapter 5. They have gotten to, it's a land that has Jewish but Gentile people too. And when they came on shore, they see this man running towards them. He's as wild as he can be. His eyes are black, pitch black. He got scarred, blood, dirt all over him. Jesus steps out of the boat, but I don't recall anybody else stepping out the boat. You would think Peter, since, he, since he's a big dude, that he would step out the boat, but he said, too much for me. And this man come, listen to this, worshiping, praising. Then they hear a voice from this man that they know it's not this man's voice. It's demons speaking. And they are, they said, we know who you are. You are the son of the most high God. We're begging you, don't send us out of the territory. Huh? We're using him to put fear all over the place. I'm going to prove that in a minute. They said, we, 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 we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we, we, we don't want to leave here. Because we got a stranglehold. Know why the devil don't want to let you go? He got a stranglehold. He's been successful for many years and we allow him to keep his stranglehold. Matter of fact, if you read, if it goes back to Luke. Luke got a parallel version that says this. It says, at one time they could chain him, but it kept on getting stronger. At one time, seizures would come on him and size him, but now it has made us permanently sick. Watch it. Evil gets more evil. If you don't kick it out while it's a weed, it's going to become a tree. If you don't stop it when it's little, it will take over. He said, we, we want you to send us to those pigs over there. And Jesus said, even the pigs had enough sense. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Hell no. I ain't going through all this hell and they killed themselves. They knew the cliff was there. Until you get serious about getting healed, until you get serious and make up your mind no more, until you say, I'm going to forgive 
I'm going to let go. I'm tired. I'm sick. You cannot have no more territory in my mind. You cannot have no more space in my mind. I'm evicting you out of my heart. You know what the strangest thing is? The people run, they go get the town people, and, watch it. and they see the man in his right mind, clothed, sitting in the boat with Jesus. Let me tell you, this was not just him, Jesus kicking out the demon. This is making this man whole. He's not traumatized. He don't have no emotional problems. God not just healed his mind, healed his emotions. As though this event never happened. And he'd been this way for a long time. But it lets me know that, that our God is not just a healer of our spirit. He's a healer of our soul. And the man said, I want to come with you. And Jesus tells him no. And he said, I want you to go back. Listen, no training. Go back to your family. Go back to the Decapolis, which is 10 cities. And tell them. Now, now, in the meantime, the people tell Jesus, you got to go. You messed up our economics. And we care more about the pigs than we do this guy. Everybody don't want to see you healed. It don't fit their agenda. <laughs> Everybody don't want you to get better because they want to use you. Everybody don't want to see you walk in wholeness because they're benefiting from your sickness. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In chapter 6 of Mark, Jesus revisits, don't know how much time was passed, but they now see him on the shore and people are running to him. They're bringing the sick, they're bringing the demon possessed. What happened between chapter 5 and chapter 6? This man's witness. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Hear me. Listen, eh, people from these two cities now run to Jesus. Wait a minute. Y'all kicked him out the last time he was in. Is there anybody been healed by my Jesus? Is there anybody that's been saved? Is there anybody so full of him that folks want what you got? You know what I realized? That's it. That's our purpose. That's, it's not doing church. It's being the church. 
It's being Jesus to somebody. It's being a blessing to everybody. Is that, that, that they smell Jesus on you. They see Jesus on you. They see your smile and not your frown. That there's a difference about you. You know what? You know what? You know, tell God, turn on the fountain. Turn it up high. Because I want you to flow through me. Make myself available. Lord, have your way. I surrender. Because I want folks not to see me, but see you through me. Until I don't even get it. Until I don't even see it. But make it so they recognize it's you in us. One man totally committed because he recognized what Jesus had done. Hold on, let me show you how, why he's so committed. First of all, he said, I want to go with you. I don't want to be nowhere else but with you. But Jesus says, I'm going to send you and I'm going to be with you. Matter of fact, I'm going to be in you. I've healed you to the place that they won't believe you're the same man. But you'll be able to show them your cut. You better show them your scars. And they're going to ask you what happened. Don't tell them you're a good person, because you're not. <laughs> Don't tell them you had a change of mind, because that's not what happened. What happened is that you had a personal encounter with a man everything. He was God in the flesh. And you met him, you've never been the same. That's transformation. Do I have any transformed people in here? I have some folks that you're not what you used to be. Because Jesus then changed your life. There ought to be people coming because of their encounter with you. You're it. I'm it. We're it. Hold on, hold on. If one man can turn out 10 cities, how much influence can we have if we let the Lord have his way with us. Look what it said. And all the people were amazed. Hold on, hold on. Here in, in chapter 6, it said they're amazed because of Jesus. But in chapter 5, they were amazed because of the man. 
amazed at what Jesus can do with us. Amazed of how he shows up. Hold on. Amazed of what we go through and still got praise on our lips. Amazed how we love him and choose to serve him. And when we do fall, we get back. When we really see what he wants and what he's making, it's that. How we missed it. How we make it ritual. How we make it church activity. You're his workmanship. You're his, you're his work of art. He got his hands all on you. He put his spirit in you. Lord, I dare you to ask him, what can you do with me, through me? Not me faking it, but me being it for your glory. For those that are listening, if you don't know Jesus in the house, if you don't know Jesus, it's him. He died for us, he rose for us, and he walks with us every step of the way. What he did for that man, he can do for each of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what a change. What a marvelous change he has made in our lives. To those that are in the house, if you want to talk to somebody, these ministers will be in the hallway. Online, it's asking Jesus in your life. Say, Lord, come into my life. I want to serve you. I want, to, I want you to change my life. Today, Lord, I give it to you. Forgive me. I believe you died for my sins and you got up to give me life. And you can call the 451-31 number and someone will call you back to pray with you and talk with you. Father, even now, Father, you are a miracle-working God who is able to work a miracle in all of our lives. Lord, I say today, have your way. Be glorified, Lord, as we surrender, as we yield to you. Do what only you can do with us. Even now, Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for all that you are, all that you do. We thank you, we praise you, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining us.